Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. everybody morning or afternoon I hope you're listening to this before the second World Cup semi-final between Morocco and France I hope so because obviously there's a certain turn of events which could render this column um, not meaningless but but less relevant and I chose to write about this man for ESPN FC because I look for ways to try to go a little bit against the Gulf Stream of what will be broadcast or analysed or written about in the build-up to this, which I think largely will be um, David and Goliath stories. There'll be, I'd imagine, a lot written about the cultural background that Morocco and France have. I would have thought, too, that that justifiably there should be a great deal of coverage about um, Amrabat, who's been phenomenal, for whom now, unless he is man of the match against France and goes through to the final and wins it, I think the performances, I think, of, of Griezmann and and Messi in particular and Mbappe have probably taken um, golden ball away from him. But Amrabat, for my taste, has been gigantic and massively entertaining to watch in a team that doesn't really set out to give you huge thrills. That isn't their métier. It's not what they're here for. And and you have to understand it. I don't think they're stale or, or dull. And I think that everybody who watched the way in which they... Um, did they dominate? Did they bully Portugal? The way in which they had Portugal's measure and the way in which they, they played much more like us against you than they did against Spain, did them huge credit. And they're capable of getting out and and attacking you and bullying you if you give them a sniff. So players like that and Ashraf Hakimi, Naziri, Mazraoui can easily be, be talked about. I'd admit that by now, although I think I was at his debut in, in Spanish football for... Um, Racing Santander 
I know relatively little about Morocco's coach and why he's been able to do that which he has so far. And all of those begin to explain why it is that I chose Yassine Bono to write about for ESPN and to talk to you here about in this recorded column. Partly because twice now I've interviewed him, once at Girona, once at Sevilla. And not only do I admire him, deeply admire what he's been doing uh, for Morocco in this tournament, I find him fascinating. So I chose to write this. Up close, there are hints of Gigi Buffon about Yassine Bono. The Morocco keeper, who needs just one more of his already legendary performances in Qatar to propel the Atlas Lions into the World Cup final, isn't quite Buffon's twin, but they could easily be brothers. The mop of dark hair, the long, chiselled profile, imposing ear size, sorry Yassine, golden facial skin tone, identical height and big rangy frames which evoke outdoorsmen who could, back in the day, have built a cabin, fenced a ranch and wrangled horses or run logs down river in midwinter. Hardy men. It's also a fact that the last team to reach a World Cup semi-final, having conceded just once in five tournament matches, which is Bono and Morocco's current record, had Buffon in goal, and Italy, 2-0-1-1-2-0-1-0-3-0 against Ghana, USA, Czech Republic, Australia and Ukraine, well, they eventually won the tournament. And somewhat spookily, Italy reached their date with Zinedine Zidane's France in Berlin 16 years ago, having only conceded an own goal en route. It was Christian Zaccardo against the US men's team. While Morocco, already the first Arab and first African nation to compete in a World Cup semi-final, have also only seen Bono beaten by an own goal, Nayef Aguard against Canada. So at this stage, you can choose which of the quirky backstory elements make a surprise World Cup semi-finalist more interesting. The fact that his surname isn't Bono, but Buono, or that he speaks English with an Arabic accent, but Spanish with a very distinct Argentinian accent. You can choose the fact that the football club he's most passionate about isn't Sevilla or Girona or Casablanca, it's River Plate. Or the fact that prior to this competition, his greatest fame concerning penalties was shouting the made-up word Kirikocho at Erling Haaland to try and put the Norwegian off scoring. Or finally, the fact that this Moroccan was actually born not only in a different country, but a different continent, Montreal and Canada. Or look, maybe even that his dog sounds as if he's been named after a Disney mermaid, but actually isn't. However, for my taste, if there's a defining characteristic about this 31-year-old who learned to play football on the uphill slope of a Casablanca supermarket parking lot, where he and his chums pulled huge garbage containers together to make goalposts, it's his intense, modest humility. So down-to-earth and ordinary is this guy, despite already being a Europa League winner by then, that when Youssef N. Naziri, whose towering leap and nicely-headed goal put Morocco into this semi-final against France, joined Sevilla, Bono actually worried that the newly arrived striker wouldn't be his buddy. 
He said to me, Yusuf is like my younger brother. Whatever bothers him, bothers me. And likewise with whatever makes him happy too. I look on it as a great honour to be playing alongside such a wonderful footballer for club and country. But the day he arrived, I was nervous. I didn't know whether we'd get along or whether indeed he would get on with the rest of the squad, knowing that he has quite a personality. When you interview this likeable, talented, low-key man, you'll do well to get an anecdote or even a thawing of his poker face, which isn't a criticism. I was 10 feet away from him in the Education City Stadium last week when he was told he'd been named man of the match for his solid performance, but then two penalty saves from Carlos Soler and Sergio Busquets, which eliminated Spain. Watching the man of the match event was low-key comedy. Players from Muslim countries don't have the Budweiser backdrop to their Man of the Match interviews, so it just looked like any old post-match interview. And when Bono responded to the first question with, I'm so happy for the team, it was delivered with a complete blank face, devoid of any joyful expression, and with a flat, monotone voice, which could have been a homage to Kay Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s from Reservoir Dogs, or the deadpan comedian Stephen Wright, who played him. By the time Morocco eliminated Portugal, boy, were things different. Man of the match again. Bono was beaming from ear to ear. The voice still didn't carry euphoria, but the moment was drenched in the impact of what he and his national team had achieved. Firstly, Yahya Jabran burst into the so-called flash interview, draped in a Morocco flag, and grabbed Bono so that he could plant a kiss on his cheek. The keeper's demeanour was unruffled, but his tolerant look from his six-foot-four height appeared to say, Ah, you big galoot, I'll allow it this time. A few seconds later, asked about to whom he'd gift his Man of the Match award, he not only nominated his little brother, club mate and winning scorer En Naziri, he yanked the striker into the interview live and handed him the trophy so that they could then pose together, after which Bono stepped out of the spotlight, leaving the striker there. So like him. Eventually, he stepped back in to conclude the interview, but this time with his two-year-old son, Isaac, in his arms. The kid, thinking the microphone was a big lollipop, twice tried to lick or bite the thing, much to Dad's amusement. That family theme, while we're on it, has been gigantic for Morocco this far. There have been sensational images of players seeking out loved ones, usually their mums, in the stands and celebrating with unrestrained emotion. Little Isaac Bono and his dad left that flash interview area and nipped out onto the Altumama pitch so that they could kick a ball about in a World Cup quarterfinal aftermath. Imagine when the kid looks back on those images in later life. What he'll feel. What he'll owe his doting dad. But imagine what Yassine Bono felt there and then in his shared moment of ecstasy. Incalculable. Coach Walid Regragi explains, Before Qatar, we had a strategy meeting about whether or not to bring families with us. Based on our experience in the 2018 World Cup, we chose the option to bring the families. Some players have kids. Some would rather have their parents with them. 
We did a good job in that regard. When you win, there's no negatives. Everybody's happy. But if you lose, people will say, why did you bring the families? But the power of the family spirit is something we want to bring onto the pitch. Until now, it's functioning very well. Happy scenes. Happier still, of course, if Regragi's team win at the Albite Stadium on Wednesday evening and become inarguably the greatest underdog story in 92 years of World Cup history. Bono's goals against record has, of course, been helped by the fact that the men in front of him have only allowed 11 efforts on target against 510 competitive minutes in Doha. Meaning that the availability, and it's very hard to imagine that both make it, of first-choice central defensive partnership Romain Seiss and Naif Aguard might be extremely influential in which team progresses to meet Argentina. It's remarkable that this semi-final is the first competitive meeting between France and Morocco, although the Atlas Lions will always have Casablanca, if you don't mind me bastardising the quote, where they beat Le Bleu 6-5 on penalties after a 2-2 friendly match draw in the warm-up weeks before World Cup 98. Initially, of course, Bono will simply be praying for an inspired performance and a win. But on another level, all Tuesday night, he'll have been beseeching the football fates that the final can be him in Morocco against Argentina, a country and a football culture that he adores. When he was a kid, his parents gifted him a Gabriel Batistuta shirt. Note, Bono was a striker long before being converted to a keeper, aren't they all? And it's infamous that our man's all-time favourite player by far is Ariel Little Donkey Ortega, after whom the family's dog is named, not Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Back when the Boca versus River Superclásico Copa Libertadores second leg, final second leg, was relocated to the Santiago Bernabeu in Madrid four years ago, our Yassine went on the scrounge and somehow conjured up two tickets. When I say somehow, what actually happened was Girona were playing Atleti. Atleti were the club that first brought him over from North Africa. And he went to Mono Burgos to say, Mono, have you got any tickets for the Super Classico? Mono cursed him out and, and said no. But eventually he managed to borrow, beg, steal, I don't know, persuade an ex-goalkeeping colleague of his, an Argentinian, to stump up too. River won on a 5-2 aggregate against their greatest enemies, Boca Juniors. Fiesta. More devoted still, Bono and some mates, dressed in River Plate shirts, flew to Japan for the World Club Cup final in 2015. Los Millonarios were humbled 3-0 by Luis Enrique Martinez's Barcelona, meaning that last week's elimination of Luis Enrique's Spain side was some revenge which Bono served cold. Papu Gomez, a Sevilla teammate and potential opponent, if he happens to be fit to play with Messi and co against Morocco in Sunday's final, has been heard to tell people in Lionel Scaloni's squad, Bono, he's more Argentinian than me. Which accounts for the Kiricocho anecdote. Back when Argentina won the World Cup in 1986, remember? Beating West Germany 3-2 in the final. Carlos Bilardo was the coach of the Albi Celeste. 
During Bilardo's club career, there was, he alleges, a fan named Kirikocho or something similar, who Bilardo hated to see in the stadium because he passionately believed that this fellow brought guaranteed bad luck. So Bilardo's extreme hatred for the very name meant that Kirikocho, amongst a generation of Argentinian footballers, became a word via which you wished bad luck on anyone to whom you shouted it. When Sevilla, with Bono in goal, faced Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League last year, the keeper, in full Argentinian mentality, by the way, he's never even been to the country, yelled Kirikocho three times at the giant Norwegian as Haaland ran up to take a penalty. Bono saved it to huge acclaim in the Nervion, but the referee ruled that it had to be retaken. The comedy increased when Haaland yelled Kirikocho back at Sevilla's keeper immediately prior to scoring the retake and then sprinted up to Bono to mock and provoke the beaten keeper. The two men buried the hatchet post-match with Haaland admitting that he'd had no idea what the word meant or why he'd had it shouted at him, but he just decided to retaliate. You have to love that. Bono's most famous penalty. Well, at least until saving two against Spain at Education City last week. Then, at the weekend, Portugal came and went. Now it's France. For all the Canada birth, the love for Argentina and a career blossoming in Sevilla, he is a Casablanca boy at heart. Beat France in the semi-final and any Moroccan streets with no name will carry bonos from now on.